0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Overcoming Life Podcast. So I just sat here and talked probably 15 minutes because I had my camera on and I was going to post up something on Instagram, which I guess I'm not doing now because my <laughs> I didn't have my audio on. And obviously you guys hear this crisp and clean audio coming at you from Tennessee. Like it. It's not bad. I don't have a musical intro for you because um well, my setup currently right now does not allow me to play the keyboard, but we have been talking about David's wilderness training. gosh, dang it, I mean we I just talked for fifteen minutes, and I'm telling you it was it was it was a good teaching. the father was uh the the father was bringing some some good some good stuff out, some good news, some good gospel truth. But, um, mm, I don't know. Got to make sure I pay attention next time. Well, we have been talking about, again, David's wilderness training. And particularly, the purpose of the wilderness. So what is the purpose of the wilderness, guys? Well, let's get into it. We have to understand, and we're going to take a look at David's life to show us what the purpose of the wilderness is. Because, um he uh he needed the character of God in order to rule the people. so remember, David was anointed um as soon as it was found out that saul uh was a terrible choice and not a terrible choice he just he just succumbed to the issues of life right he became um he became like many of us can become if we get too much too fast without the proper uh, training and and how to deal with it. So he needed the character of God. Uh, Saul, Saul definitely needed the character of God, but David particularly needed the character of God in order to be able to rule the people, God's people wisely and with justice and with righteousness guys. And so if you were to follow his footsteps as a prophetic type of David, as a ruler, as an overcomer, if you seek to be an overcomer. Um, you shouldn't be surprised if you are expelled from the church or expelled from a denomination for a time. Now, sometimes it's expelling from the church. Sometimes um, it's God just pulling you out and Him calling you out. And maybe it's the case that all of a sudden you can't get to church anymore. Uh, maybe he has removed the desire from you and some people might say well brother if you're starting to feel a desire not to go to church then that's not from God and um the only thing I you know and they'll quote uh, I think it's a Hebrews 4 where he talks about you know don't forsake the assembling of the brethren right uh the only issue with that is if God pulls you from that place then you do what God says and I feel that there are so many people stuck in a situation that they don't need to be in because they stayed thinking that it was the right thing to do instead of allowing God uh, to show them what the right thing to do is and by listening to his voice, even if it doesn't seem like the right thing to do. Um, The, I guess, most perfect example would be Christ dying on the cross, right? Where his disciples are like, this is dumb. Why are you doing that? And he's like, y'all just don't understand yet, but... You will in three days when I rise up from the dead and show myself in a glorified state of being. So, um, sometimes the right thing to do doesn't always look like the right thing to do. And oftentimes when you are following God, that is the case. Uh straight up. He flips everything upside down. And I'm not saying he's gonna go have you it's uh smoke a pipe or go like he's not gonna break his own character or his own moral law, right? It's not gonna go against anything that's that's morally um corruptible to you, right? But uh we do have to understand that it might go against tradition. It might go against doctrine. It might go against the ways that seem right to man. It might go against the way that your grandpa, grandma, uh, Baptist, church, Episcopal, whatever, <laughs> tr- it might go against that. It might go against their church. It might rub them a little bit uh, the wrong way, right? But you come to find that, wait a second, um, what would I rather be doing? Would I rather be serving god or whether i'd rather be serving men right uh james and peter had a similar situation right where they were preaching christ crucified and resurrected and the the pharisees were like yo y'all can't teach that and he was like well whether we should follow you or, or whether we should follow god you, you know which what, what should we do um and of course they were not asking them He was saying like obviously we're going to follow god and do what he wants us to do Um, but then according to their traditions and and their laws and what they thought was right and their interpretations of what they thought was right, they tried to hinder other people from uh, doing what God told them to do. Right. So don't be that type of person. And if you're listening, and you're still, you know, in, in you know, in the church system or in the institutional system, there's nothing wrong with that. Be where God wants you to be. That's all I'm saying. But don't be the reason why somebody else uh, don't be a hindrance to somebody else's life, right? Um, as you know, just we have to be careful not to be a stumbling block into the other person's life. When a person says that they're hearing from God, um, we have to trust that God is speaking to people and. That if they're not hearing from him, then God will reveal that to them. My biggest issue with, with some of the the Christian churches, they really don't trust other people's relationship with God. I mean, am I wrong? People, you just, they don't trust people's other people's relationship with God. And that's why they have all of these um, small groups and cell groups and um you know, we're meeting Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday, Saturday. We have a birthday party at the pastor's house. We, you know, a Thursday's uh, leadership meeting. Wednesdays is uh, uh, women's group. Tuesdays is youth group. Mondays is fellowship of freedom. You know, it's like there's always something going on. And why? It's it's not it's not because they trust your relationship with God. It's because they don't trust your relationship with God. And if they did, then they would allow you to live it out instead of trying to micromanage and control uh, your experience of God. Straight up, you should never be so attached to a group of people that you cannot uh, leave if God asks you to do so. I mean, that's look at the apostles, look at the the, the prophets. They were always constantly on the move. They were on the move because they had a, 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 a purpose that they were fulfilling, right? Because they were following the will of God. I'm not saying that you can't like have a group of people that you're cool with and that you rock with and that's that's your life. But what I am saying is that you, we need to be careful not to allow um, something that God has made for good um, that it become a temptation for us to to rely upon because when you rely upon something other than God, then you have to be careful that he could probably snatch it away. So, so that you can recognize not to lean upon your own understanding or on anyone else's understanding, um, but to lean upon God. And that's the purpose of the wilderness, guys. And so um, I need to make one caveat, which is... Uh, not everyone who's kicked out of a church is an overcomer. That Just because you've got kicked out, that's not like the qualification. Like, oh, I got kicked out of a church. I should be able to rule with Christ, right? No, n- not particularly. Uh, it's only those who learn the lessons of David that are overcomers. And it's only those who come into a relationship with God that leads to the manifestation of the sons of God. Um, these are those who are the prophetic uh, types of David uh, who will rule with Christ. And so only those who manifest Christ and review Christ in their life and show themselves to be sons of God who walk not according to the the flesh or the will of man uh but who walk uh and their lives look and display the teachings, actions, life, character, will of Jesus uh only these people will um will rule with Christ in in the in the age to come in the tabernacle's age. And so I think the next part we want to go into is understanding that David was not in the wilderness forever, right? He was only in the wilderness for a certain period of time, and it was only so that he can train. His training was temporary. So the real ministry that he had was back in Israel, right? Was to rule, to be a king. That's what his real uh, ministry was. It wasn't the time so much that was in the wilderness, but it was... His his inheritance and his ministry and his calling was in the um, was in was in Israel, and um, not in the caves and not in the wilderness. So Israel under Moses, remember Israel, the congregation of people who came out of Egypt under Moses, um, they were not called to the wilderness either. Uh, they were not supposed to remain there forever. It was actually only a, a testing period for them. Remember that. So their inheritance was not um was not the wilderness. It was Canaan. Remember the promised land, the the land that was flowing with milk and honey. Beautiful. The wilderness was only the training ground for the promised land. So here we go. We're going to define what the purpose of the wilderness is. The purpose of the wilderness is not so much for yourself. It is, it is helpful for you. But the purpose of the wilderness is to return to minister to the people that God has you to minister to. And that's the purpose of the wilderness. The purpose of the wilderness is to return to minister to people whom God or a congregation or whoever it is or a person uh, whom God has you ready to and prepared to minister to. The wilderness is not the end itself, but uh, it is a means to an end. And the goal is so that you would be a minister of God's message to uh, those people, wherever you're going. Uh, the wilderness is the place where God teaches the overcomers that he is sovereign. He's going to teach you that that he is sovereign. He's going to teach us, um, this overcomer, that he is their protection. He is going to teach them that he is their refuge that he is their strength this is the place where the overcomers learn that their lives are not are not in their own hands but their lives are in the hands of God and they are completely 100% at his disposal woo so what's the issue right the issue becomes we have made the church our sovereign we have made the church our protection we go to the church for refuge and strength we go to the church um, to put our hands our, our to put our lives in the, the hands of the church that's what we do we use these small groups as as our refuge and strength and prayer meetings and and all of these things guys that we have wrapped our our minds around Thinking that this is this is it. This is what's going to save me. This is what's going to keep me on the right path. This is my salvation. This place, this building, and then all of a sudden, you know, COVID hits, and then all of a sudden, where's your salvation, right? A lot of people had a rude awakening uh, who used to go to church often every Sunday when it was open, and now these places are shutting down. I personally think that it's a, a, a reset for even the Christian church where it's like, listen, we should not be relying so heavily upon um, this person or this teaching or this group or this ministry. No, we have to hold on to God. We have to hold on to him and his strength. And like I said, from the very beginning, um, just because it seems right to you, just because everyone else is saying it's right. If God is speaking to you and he's saying, Hey, listen, bro, this ain't the place. I need you to get up out of here because that, you know, I need you to just get out of here. Then we should be, all right, doesn't make sense to me. I don't understand, but I'm going to go because I'm going to do what you want me to do. And so many people have hindered their walk because they have failed um, to understand what God was saying and to still be obedient to it. So there is going to be times in your life as much as in my life and where we do not understand what God is doing but we still need to be obedient to him. And I didn't – to be honest, I didn't really understand this until um, a couple – maybe a, a year and a half back um, when it really started to hit in, in a deeper way where I was like, wait, hold up. Even if I don't understand, I still need to be obedient. Why? Because, um, Because he's purchased me and I belong to him. And so, even if I don't understand, I need to be learning uh, how to be obedient. Um, And that is a part of the maturity process, too, where it's not just, eventually, it's not just us being obedient. Generally, it's hard to be obedient to something if you don't understand it, right? It's like, why am I doing something if I just don't understand it? And so, that's why we have to ask for understanding, guys. And Proverbs 4, verse 7 says, The beginning of wisdom is this, to get wisdom. And in all you're getting, get understanding. Jesus all the time says this hear and understand. Hear and understand. It means that we need to go deeper. We need to have a greater understanding of the information that's being presented to us so that we uh, can, I don't know, I think it maybe in some, some way solidifies our obedience, but. I think it just lets us know like, oh, okay, that that completely makes sense because eventually we're going to get to the point where we're not just being obedient, but we're also in agreement with it. It's hard to be in agreement with something that you don't understand, right? And so that's the maturation process. The maturation process is, wow, at first when I became a believer, I didn't really understand what you were saying to me, but now but i was you know but I, and i was trying to be obedient but it was just really hard because it's really hard to, under, to, to do something if i don't understand what's going on right it's like if someone's giving you directions um, to i don't know a gas station you're they're on the phone but it's a bad signal right and it, because you got a bad signal you're like dude literally can't understand what you're saying so it's like really hard for me to to do what you want me to do right and so what do we need to do? We need to get a better signal, go to a better area, but we I think in trying to understand and trying to get that better signal, I think that that is us learning how to be obedient. I think that's us learning and at least like being a good steward of of what we what we what we've been given, right? So yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I hear I hear you. So I mean it's good stuff. It's good stuff and it's a good process guys that we're learning. It's a good process, but you can uh the only issue is that w- um I'm trying to be careful about how I say this because I don't I don't really want to come off like I'm I'm not against the people in the church. I'm against the institution. I'm against the rules, regulations, laws which um actually hinder the work of the Holy Spirit and which actually make God um look uh different than than he's i think he maybe wants to be seen um i think it com- really limits um the understanding of god i think it's a uh, you know when some it's like you look at institution right uh, look at look at anything that's been institutionalized right? look at education um i mean if if you don't think that we need uh, uh some type of education reform because uh, our children really aren't learning what they need to be learning um, you know, then I don't know, maybe, maybe this isn't a conversation that I need to be having with you. Um, but I mean, look at the education system, look at the, look at um, what they're learning and you understand that anything that has become institutionalized can be controlled. And if something can be controlled by man and, and the traditions of man and what man thinks is right, then all of a sudden you have man making decisions on how God Uh, views certain things and god's like listen that's not at all the way that i view that and their interpretation of god's words becomes their own interpretation and then um then they become they become what they're not supposed to become i that's that's i don't know that's the kind of easiest way i can say it right now and so the bible says that the heart of man is 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 sick, it's, um, it's desperately, sick. it's, uh, it says, it's something like it's sick, um, and he says, who can understand it? Uh, it's in Jeremiah chapter 17 something, Jer- Jeremiah 17, like 15 or something like that, and, um, and it talks about it being deceptive and being sick. Who can understand it? He says, who can understand the heart of men? Who um, and Jesus can, of course, and that's why he has given us a uh, uh, of a new covenant so that we would have a new heart and that we would have um, his law written upon our hearts and in our minds. But I think it's very, very imperative that we realize that no matter how good someone's intentions are, no matter how even they could be crying. I've had people cry. Um, I mean, I, I, listen, I've had people cry. I knew the moment I saw my wife that I was going to marry her. And I've had people cry saying, you shouldn't be with her. I've had people, and she's had people crying to her. You know, people she, you know, was mentored by crying, saying, you're making a bad decision. You're not doing the right thing. But they were just, they had their own set uh, belief in their heart. And it wasn't from God, straight up. And so if we had listened to their voice instead of listening to the voice of God, then now all of a sudden we are going against God. And so when we tried to listen to those voices, we found ourselves actually against God. So we don't want to be against God uh, in any way, shape or form. And sometimes uh, when you learn to be free from the opinions of other people um, and even the opinions of other religious people that you care and love and trust a lot, when you learn to hear the voice of God for yourself, then you'll realize that his calling for you, um, and, it, uh, might be very different from their calling for them. Uh, many times, you know, people who are discipling us who are fathering us or shepherding us or who are spiritual mothers and fathers, they, uh, I hate to say it, but they want to make us in their own likeness, in their own image. They, they take those roles and they want to create little thems instead of people who are like, listen, bro, uh, don't. Don't follow me follow christ do what do what christ wants you to do If if he is telling you to do something then listen to him and if you fail then you learn How to grow that's it Like i'm like that's it. I don't want you following me. I don't want you following Um my teaching. I don't want any of that do what he wants you to do And when he's ready to bring you into greater understanding then he'll allow you to but you can only learn to have that as a reality in your life you can only learn to have that kind of um easiness that ease with people if you uh if you have been in the wilderness unless you've been trained if you haven't been trained like that then you're you're not going to you're going to have a very hard time and um you know I'm a wrestler and when I do wrestling things particularly in practice there is nothing that i do in practice that i that generally that doesn't show up when i compete right so when i'm training in practice when i'm training i am training to prepare for my competition right but if I haven't been trained, if I haven't trained a certain shot, then I shouldn't be hitting it. I'm it's 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 in fact not only will I not hit it, but it won't even come into my mind as a thought to hit when I'm out there in uh, the the battlefield when I'm in the competition. So in the same way, you, it's gonna be hard for you to have um, a it's gonna be hard for you to set your sight on whatever God wants and whatever he says is good. You have to come. You you have to come to that reality. You have to come to that. Um, I'm forgetting the word. I'm blanking on the word. But you have to come to that. And and until you come to this reality that God, whatever you do, whatever you say, whatever you allow to happen in my life or in the lives of people around me, whatever you allow to happen is good. How many of you guys who are listening? can actually say, whatever you want, I am okay with. Whatever you want, I am okay with. How many of you guys feel fear? How many of you guys makes you want to like pull back a little bit and be like, oh, I don't know if I agree with that, my brother. How many of you guys truly be honest with yourselves? Because if you can't say that, if you cannot say whatever you allow, whatever you want, it's good. Then we still need to be trained up, and of course we're still obviously in in this all in this process of of learning, be trained up. But um, I, I would I would say that the further we come along, the further that's gonna make a lot more sense. Whatever you want, I'm cool with, bro. Uh, listen, just do whatever you want to do, and allow me to be prepared and ready for it when it happens. Please prepare my heart, and don't give me nothing. There's a lot of people who pray and, you know, they 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 have these prayers, these lavish prayers about receiving and blessings and honor and glory and all this stuff. And it's like, um, listen, man, don't ask for something that you are not ready to possess. Don't ask God for something to do something that you are not ready. Uh, you know, for example, um, there's. No, I'm not going to go into example. But do not ask God for something that you are not ready to consciously, that you know in your heart, consciously that you can give up or that you can do. Just don't do it. Don't ask him for stuff like that. Ask him only for his, what he wants for you. He will give you the desires that he wants you to have. And I'm not talking about being controlled. I'm just saying he knows what's best for you. And whatever he's given you anyways, if it's a desire that you think is yours and apart from God, it's from him. So why not just allow him to dictate uh your life so that way he can you can be everything that he's created you to be. Unless it is the fact that you want to be something other than what he wants you to be. And in that case, you know, you're just being called out for for living for yourself. And if that's the case, then you know, it's it's not I'm not condemning you. I'm just saying we need to understand what we were created for. You need to understand your identity, your purpose, your value. You were not created for yourself. You were created for his image. And um, in the end, you will display it in one way or another. And uh, I don't know exactly how I got off on that, but that's important. I don't know. I just got just be putting stuff in my heart just to, to speak on for some reason. So when you're in the wilderness, you can learn all these things. And if God wills that you live, then you live. And God wills that you die, then you die. You want to know the greatest example of this? Look at the life of Jesus. If you don't think that God is willing to let you die in order for him to be glorified, then you can't have another thing coming. If you do not think that God will take you to the end of yourself in order to see himself in you, then you have another thing coming. If you think that God is just going to give up, let go, give you into the hands of, of the devil for and forever and ever, and not accomplish his purpose by turning you and allowing you to display Allowing himself to display his image inside of you, then you have another thing coming. And if you are in this for you, then you are going to have a rude awakening when God (laughs) comes and just kind of messes up your plans straight up. But again, all that he wants is good. And that's a good thing. So these overcomers lose their fear of death. They lose their fear of circumstances. Why? Because they see God's hand in all things. They know that nothing happens behind God's back. They know that nothing happens except what God has directed or permitted. And above all, overcomers learn that all things work together for their good. And this is seen in Romans chapter 8, verse 28. They have learned that to live is Christ, to die is gain. The wilderness puts you alone with God in the midst of hardship, in the midst of the hardest thing that you've ever experienced. The wilderness is where you learn that he will provide for you in the midst of this hardship, in the midst of impossible situations, so that he can show you that it is possible, that all things are possible for him, and it is easy for him. And it is easy once we have overcome ourselves and have learned to rest in him. And with that being said, guys, that was a lot. It's it's, it's, it's a thick teaching, but it's important for us to understand. So blessings to you and peace from God our Father, Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, hope you guys got something out of this. Let me know if you guys have any questions, common concerns, or thoughts. And looking forward to seeing y'all tomorrow. When we'll on another episode of the Overcoming Life podcast.